Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got Mars. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. You're listening to the Jersey Cool. Hey there, gang. What the fuck? You can't... <laughs> oh, no, cut, print. <laughs> Wait, how come you're allowed to change up your intro and I can't change up my intro? If we're going to get rid of the what's up, then we can get rid of the hey, everybody. I got it. I'll start saying hey, everybody. You start saying what's up. Oh, that's not, that's going to be too weird. Hey, everybody. <laughs> What's up? No, that's, I don't know. I go first. All right. I go first. <laughs> Goddamn. You're the diva. Of the- I am the diva. We know this. Howdy, y'all. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joshua, I'm cut. so sorry. No I'm, like, no, I'm like, this has to be the intro, right? This is the intro. This is absolutely Cause, the intro. Because I was be like, hi. Like. <laughs> hey, girl, hey. Welcome to Jersey Girls. <laughs> kind of works for the jersey goals vibe like be like hey girl (laughs) (laughs) um welcome to another episode with the jersey goals (laughs) i conned um someone very special into being on the show i'm actually super excited a little starstruck probably going to be awkward because i'm so nervous to be talking to you in real life uh joshua simon lake welcome to the show thank you so much for being here with us hey how's it going guys it's going. Um, so Joshua, I, I dragged you on here after I took part in the Blackheart Collective online experience. So um, I'd like to just kind of let everybody know that if you haven't checked out Blackheart Collective yet, you need to drop everything, press the old pause button, and go ahead and try and get yourself on a list for their next show because, wow, these guys put the uh, put every other immersive experience I've done to date to shame uh they i did a lot of these going into the quarantine to keep myself busy and i gotta say yours was by far and away my favorite thank you very much thank you very much um um, so as as far as i know you guys have one more uh online immersive event going on in the spring right Mm -hmm. yep we will run black hearts three end of may beginning of june we're kind of discussing the exact timing of it right now but it's definitely we're definitely coming back, but we're giving ourselves more time this time instead of last time it was like 12 days in between runs. Oh, I'm, I would be jealous if the next run got more time than I did. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, seven, yeah, seven days is plenty. It's plenty amongst us. Yeah, for you guys, I'm sure. Me, I was like dying for more. Um, so basically, I, I have you on, so I'm going to pick your brain about, you know, immersive theater experiences and haunting, um, the notion of like extreme haunts. I don't know which of all these you like, but basically tell me a little bit about, about Black Hearts and like what led you down this road. Um, so my background really is in uh, performance art and doing spoken word and playing, uh, playing characters. And I did that for a number of years in my creative life and always really, really loved it and really enjoyed it. It was that reaching out as that character and, and, and touching uh, people emotionally. And I think that's just so much fun. As the years have gone by, um, I'm a huge horror fanatic. I, just, I grew up watching you know, every horror movie ever. The Universal Monsters were like my parents, you know? And as I started learning more and more about immersive theater, 
I was just like, I want to do this. This is a way to provide a safe, you know, a safe place for people to explore fear and vulnerability. And I just thought it was so cool. And by the time I, you know, I, of course, I, a lot of people, the first haunt they hear about that has anything more than, you know, like a boo to it is McKamey Manor. And I, you know, watched those videos and I was like, Ooh, I was like, wow, that's really, really intense. And then that led to a lot of other experiences and particularly things like blackout and miasma in Chicago, um, stag and Saginaw were like revelations to me that anybody was doing something like that in terms of, um, dealing with emotion. I just, and I love that. It's just my favorite thing. Yeah, that's really cool. I think what, what really, set this one apart for me was not only like the theatricality and again with the limitations of being online but I loved it and when I finally leave it because I mean Jackie will be the first one to tell you I'm not exactly naturally keen to kind of take on roles and and <laughs> act and kind of don't laugh at major um, no I'm not laughing actually I and I've stated this before on the show I am super proud of you Marissa for like because I think that like two years ago, Marissa, would not in any capacity have done any of these immersive horror things, would not have put yourself out there. So quite frankly, I am super proud of you, especially for just going out without me holding your hand. Like, honestly, it's going to be the reverse because now if I'm going to sign up and I'm going to try to do one of these, I need your, you got to, you got to hold my hand through this one. Well, it's about goddamn time that I put my big girl pants on. So I think I'm ready. Um, no, it's true. And it's, it's definitely, I have to say, I got so much out of the experience. Dare I even call it like, it was like a catharsis of sorts, especially with the quarantine. Um, Jackie, I got to own it though. I had a tantrum. Like it got to be bad one night. Like I was sitting in my room, like in my office alone late at night. And there was something that happened in the show that rocked me to my core. And I like threw a little, you know me, I'm such a bitch. I threw like a bitch tantrum. And <laughs> like, it was funny because I was messaging with one of the other participants and she was like, dude, you might get kicked out. And I was like, yeah, that's fair. Because I was like, I oh, fuck you. I can't do this. I quit. Because I was scared, basically. And I was upset and I was emotionally devastated. And those were all the things that I signed up for. So it was deeply ironic that my knee jerk, like, it's such a testament to their actors because they all handled it so beautifully. And yeah. so, so you gave them the classic Marissa New York fuck off? Yeah, I did. Nice. The, get, the ghetto girl came out and, and nice. handled it like champs. And not only that, but they were actually sweet enough. I think literally every actor messaged me on the side and was like, are you okay? <laughs> like, and it was- Oh, that's really awesome. I know, it was- just, That uh, moment was literally, it's literally why we do the show. Oh my God. That, like, that, that moment specifically for us was, uh, we all sat there going, this is why we do exactly what we do like in a ball in the corner I'm not gonna lie you guys got me in a way that I haven't been gotten in years from any movie haunt experience anything like I was like feeling almost like like a guttural like like nauseous like frustrated fear anger whatever and it was beautiful wow yeah, yeah it was beautiful and congrats uh, Joshua <laughs> thank you yeah, that's how, yeah I'm feeling pretty spooky yeah. right now guys you should I mean, it doesn't take much to stir me. That's funny. That's not true. I'm a big coward. But it doesn't take much to really get me. And you guys got me. Um, and I also, also the English major in me has to put my literary hat on and say it's so beautifully poetic. And so much of the narrative is so poetic. And I just, that, dude, poetry and horror, that basement I, flooded. <laughs> I, um, I, I, you know, I, 
I am a sucker for really pretty words. And I've spent most of my life trying to stack them up in the prettiest way possible. <laughs> and so to have an outlet for it and to have people be like, no, we really like this because we just really weren't sure because we're just, I was like, I want to do something that's a little way more theatrical, really dramatic. Let's just take ourselves very seriously and the audience will too. So what, what were your biggest influences? You say you're a big horror fan. Like what were the, the films or directors or whomever that really like you go back to time and time again? Um, you know, it's going to sound kind of trite because I do, I love horror going all the way back. But for me, it's all that like mid 2000 mumble gore directors. Like, so I saw VHS, right? And I was like, oh, I really like this. And it made me go down this like path of all these different horror directors who, you know, I mean, Eli Roth gets a lot of press, you know, I mean, but there are many others who, who, who don't necessarily stuff like um, the innkeepers, um, house of the devil, um, the sacrament, um, a, a lot of those movies, even the newest Blair Witch. I mean, shoot me. I loved it. I loved it. That scene with the tents. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> um, no, I agree with you. Yeah, that was good. That's, that's an interesting, like sub, like, little period to pick on. I feel like very rarely people call out that style as the one that influenced. Yeah, I just, I just really liked it. But, and, you know, a lot of what we do is based on, it's just like, you know, beat poetry. And so like all of that, it was like all of these like really kind of street horror, but I was like, yeah, but you know, the guy who loves Rimbaud and me, you know, he wants, you know, or Charles, Charles Baudelaire, like all that stuff. I was just like, but I want that. I want that too. But I also want to be, absolutely filthy i mean you've seen our instagram and you can believe me we're not afraid to say fuck we're just not <laughs> you know and like i just i love that yeah about what we do i have to say it's definitely and i'm surprised because i am a potty mouth a dirty mind all that stuff it took me a minute to like get to that level with you guys like it's definitely an intense level which I found fascinating because, you know, when you talk of extreme haunts, usually so much of the extremity comes in like the physical contact. So to be mm -hmm. able to leave that extreme feeling with words and with stories, I, I thought was really impressive, man. Like that's something not many people can achieve. So. Thank you. Yeah. We just, you know, like I have a complicated relationship with the ideas of extreme haunts. I do um, just in general. And so, and that's kind of, we, we, we typically roll with we're underground immersive horror or immersive horror um, just because like, I wouldn't want somebody who's like, oh, you know, I, I want to do an extreme haunt. And, and those people do get a hold of us too. And it's, there's sort of an explanation process of, you know, like, this isn't a challenge. This isn't a, you know, or, you know, oh, you're not going to be able to make me tap out. Like, I'm like, that's not, that's not our experience. We do want to terrify you and you will feel unsafe. It's our job, but I just wanted to make sure we wrapped it up in something more substantive, you know, like with, yeah, and, and not to bag on any experience, because I think every experience that's out there is absolutely valid as long as safety precautions are taken. There's an audience for, for everything, you know, I, you know, as long as safe words are always taken very seriously and every safety precaution is there. So I think every haunt regardless is, is super valid. I want those experiences to be there for the people who really want it. Just like I know what we do is definitely not for everybody, um, 100%. Yeah, one of the things I'm kind of taking away from this whole thing is just how subjective these all are. Like what I found, I, like there were a lot of experiences that I was like, well, eh, it's not really my thing, but other people got a lot out of them. And I'm like, hey man, 
all the more power to you. Uh, personally, I don't know that I'm into the McKay Me style, into the let's see if we can get you to tap out kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, like that's just not for me personally. And Jackie, I know that you would never like yeah. waterboarded for shits and giggles. <laughs> now, when things, you generally, when, when things get taken a little too seriously, like I'm, I'm all for like a, I guess to say that like I'm all for like a fun new experience like when we've done stuff with Dark Hills like my experience there you know we're really running around a camp we're really being chased and I think that's probably the in-person limit that I have like I'm the kind of person that doesn't watch certain movies because I don't want to be sad on purpose like I generally avoid Pixar movies because I don't want to cry we're gonna watch Pixar movies. Your heart, your grinchy heart's gonna grow. It's not that I have a grinchy heart. It's just that like there's certain like I I know that like there's sad stuff. Like in the beginning of every Pixar movie, somebody has to die. You have to cry a little bit, and then like the story happens. And I just I'll glo- I don't want to. I just don't want to be sad on purpose. It's like that TV show that everybody watches. Uh, this is us. I will never watch that show because I don't want to be sad on purpose. And everybody on Facebook is like, I'm crying. Get the tissues. Fuck off. Fuck <laughs> off. No. I'm going to put Ren and Stimpy on for the 18th you know, time. Like, that's fine. Like, let me, let me just watch Rocco's Modern Life and, you know, be me. Uh, that's fair. To each you know? Yeah, yeah. Jack, you should come <laughs> and see us and see if we can uh, change how you feel about that. Yeah, you know what? Uh, in in the spirit of of the horror community, and I'm gonna, and again, we're gonna have everything linked uh, for Blackheart Collective uh, in our show notes. And so, yeah, in the spirit of of horror community, I I will. Yes, I will. I will sign up. I'll get to the mailing list if I'm chosen to participate. We have. I, you will have my hundred percent. I will. I will give you my all. That's awesome. And awesome. I'm going to implore that everybody else, please join me. Sign up for those mailing lists. Get, get on board with Blackheart Collective, because if I'm going to do this, then we're all going to do this together. <laughs> <laughs> you who are like me at our old, I, I, like, I had to get like six different directions on how to sign up. If you're on the Insta or the Gram, I don't know what the kids call it. Oh, I'm on the Gram. That is the one thing I like. I don't do Twitter, but I'm on the Gram. You're on the Gram. Mm-hmm. You're on the Instagram. That's your best bet to get in touch with these guys. It can, um, if you, black.heart.collective? Yep, black.heart.collective, yeah. And again, we're going to have that link. So you are one click away from connecting with Blackheart Collective, and we implore you that you please do. Yes, absolutely. And get in on the ground floor, because I have a feeling there's going to be quite the substantial waiting list come uh, late summer when things do get. Um, So yeah, so you actually, we we kind of, for you the ball with what to pick for this week and you picked the Poughkeepsie tapes which was a, a fascinating choice Joshua is this a, is this this you said this was near and dear to your heart this film this is the only horror movie that scares me oh my god yeah this scared the pants off of me Jack- this is yeah <laughs> so we know I'm empty inside we yeah. know this about me <laughs> So, okay, so I'm, I'm hesitant to, to pry too much into the haunts because I think less is more when it comes to, you know, details about the show itself. But I will say that um, Poughkeepsie Tapes felt like a very relevant choice given my experiences. So I'm curious 
to dive in here and I'm going to try to uh, eke out some, some deeper meaning here. So this is a 2007 film that never really saw the light of day, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, I believe that it didn't actually get a release until like, what, 2017? 2014? I actually caught it the first time in 2008 after reading about it online and I actually got a bootleg of it when I then, so that was my first watch of it. And so I didn't, I don't think I saw even on DVD until maybe last year. Um, so I've just had the same crusty DVD, which is a uh, yeah, um, bootleg that has a different, a slightly different ending. Oh, wow. I'm so curious. Wait, so there's an, there's an ending that's different from the one that's like on Amazon. It, it's cut slightly different in the last, there's that, because there's a post-credit scene and I think it's so cool they even had a post-credit scene. Yeah. Um, and it really hits too. That movie just hits on all cylinders. It was, it's a really daring look at a lot of things in place with such cool formats because it feels real. It really is. It's ballsy in a lot of ways that like I thought were interesting. Like one of the things I love the most about it is having all these like, you know, actors playing FBI profilers being like, well now maybe like he's smarter than us and he's out there. Like this whole like, one of the themes I love that it played with is, is it our fault for like publicizing all this shit like making such a obsession in our culture with serial crime. Um, so yeah, so basic, Jackie, would you Dare I ask for a little synopsis here? Is it- <laughs> um, oh, yeah. so, um, so the Poughkeepsie tapes is set in the form of a horror, we'll call it like the mockumentary. It's, it's, it's supposed to be a documentary. Like I instantly was thinking of, you know, like, what was it like ID discovery? Like this is one of those mm-hmm. like, you know, gone after 48 hours kind of style where we are presented with different talking heads, it's FBI agents, it's, you know, criminologists, and they're profiling this serial killer. Uh, they come upon the house where there are thousands, thousand, I guess thousand, a thousand, I don't know, a, a shit ton of tapes that basically document and reveal everything that this man who is known as Ed has done. And the big focus is this one young girl who he stalks in the creepiest of ways, captures, and, well, hilarity ensues. <laughs> Jackie, hilarity. Yes, hilarity ensues. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. No, so, so like I said, so even though this movie didn't affect me in the way that it did affect you, Marissa, it's not to say that it, I, I, I didn't enjoy it, because I did enjoy it. I've actually been, and I mentioned this in our last episode, I've been on a found footage kick. I love found footage movies and I've been on a kick watching as many new ones as I can. And so I was super excited to watch this one. This is one that though my, my, I'm afraid that with this one, I think the, um, the fact that it wasn't available for a really long time, like when I was doing a little research on the movie, everything that I was, co- it was like, oh, the Poughkeepsie tapes, the most disturbing found footage. Wait a minute, did you, would you say you did a little research? Well, I did a little research. <laughs> <laughs> I put on my Marissa pants. Um, so yeah, so like I've, I saw so many, oh, like the most disturbing, the most, you know, could is this the most disturbing? And I think that, the fact that it wasn't readily available actually helped the, like the mythology of the movie. Like it really did, because it was not accessible for such a long time, aside from, like I said, Joshua, I know somebody else that like had like the bootleg VHS Mm -hmm. that they got from some like random flea market kind of thing. And I think that did help 
with the effect of this movie. I also, like, one thing I thought of, I really, like, one of my notes was kind of about the actors in the movie, but then I kind of stopped myself because I thought maybe they're kind of acting this way on purpose. Like, these are supposed to be, like, real FBI agents, you know, that got a camera shoved in their face. Like, sometimes when you watch those criminal shows, like, yeah, the talking heads aren't professional actors. Mm -hmm. Like, they're people just kind of spouting facts. And that's what this movie was like. Um, so yeah, I don't want to say that I did that I didn't enjoy the movie. I thought it was good. I checked it off my list of found footage movies, but I don't think it was. To me, it wasn't as it didn't live up to the hype. I guess maybe and maybe that was part of the problem that it got really hyped up and it didn't live up to the hype. It also didn't help that I've also recently watched a uh, another found footage movie. Uh, Megan is missing. Oh, I love that movie. That movie. I, that was the other movie when we talked about movies. Um, that really? was the, uh, the literally was like number two on my list. Okay. Was have you seen that, Marissa? Damn it, bitch. I'm the one who told you to watch that. I still have Was it? Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. A lot of people have been giving me found footage recommendations and I can't remember everybody who. So wait. So, okay. So you recommended it. So that means you've watched it. No, I haven't seen it. I just. Okay. Marissa. Marissa. Yeah. Look at me. No, You're look- not allowed to watch that movie. Why? You're not allowed to watch that movie, Marissa. Watch it. That's like when. No, Marissa, you're going to have a bad time. Ultra dark. Um, same yeah, thing with Lake You're going to have Mongo. a real bad time. We watched Lake Monko, right? No, we watched Lake Bottom. Bottom. We watched Lake Bottom. Lake Monko, no good? Now I want to watch these, you guys. Now it's like. The- yeah. No, seriously, Marissa, babe, please. Please don't watch that movie. You know I'm going to do it tonight. You know when you tell me not to do it. You're going to have a bad time oh yeah that's a movie it's... yeah you're gonna have a bad time yeah damn you guys like like bad yeah. things happen to a 13 year old girl and they should remember when we were talking to rakefet and she was talking about a movie that like people were like glorifying rape yeah pretty sure this is the movie she was talking about all right man this is those will be good for me you know, I love all those. I see. I mean, so it's not that I love the content. I love how challenging the content is. Absolutely. And to me, that's like the, the big part. I mean, like, I think, you know, in Poughkeepsie, for me, the scene is the abduction scene in the beginning. That is brutal. I think it's one of the scariest things ever put on film. And to me, like, almost the rest of the movie doesn't even matter because that got me so hard that the rest of it, I was just like, well, gosh, I, I can't trust this director at all, at all of what could happen next. I and it just progressively gets worse. <laughs> I know, I gotta tell you the the whole Cheryl story was so fucked up because when they, like, and, and having the mom, and again, Jackie, you know, I'm such a sucker for a mom narrative. Joshua, I feel like you learned that the hard way about me. Um, yeah. I literally, I, my heart fucking broke in half. And when she killed herself, I was like, good for you, girl. Like, it's just not worth living at that point, right? Yeah. Like, the fact that in that moment, I was like, I'd rather they be dead than be alive. And that speaking as a mom is so fucked up to have to say out loud. And I love the movie for making me think that. Like, for challenging me to have that thought. Because, um, man, dude, because you... Oh, Jackie really like you weren't like holy shit bro I mean I'm I'm not heartless like yeah there were definitely some you know disturbing images but I for for me it it ranked with like the Saul movies you know it ranked with you know the the imagery it, it to me wasn't as like I said I feel like this movie may have gotten too hyped for me 
Because I, I mean, yes, there were absolutely mm -hmm. some moments, you know, that first time when we see Cheryl Hogtied, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's jarring. Like I'm a human being. I will react to that. It's absolutely jarring to see anybody hogtied when he tries to start shoving her head in the sink. Like that's absolutely jarring. But I, like I said, to me, I, I, I rank this movie with the Saul movies. And that's not, uh, I'm not trying to knock the movie in any way. That's not a, a criticism of the movie. It's just, for me, that's the playing field that I put it on. That's fair. Yeah, I feel like you're hard, you're hardcore, Jackie. I'm gonna have to get with you after the show. I've got some, <laughs> I've got some movie recommendations for you if that, that one didn't go tough enough. She was bored with Martyrs. Like, I showed her Martyrs. And the second half of Martyrs bored me. Oh, oh you know yeah. No. Uh, we're gonna have in, a long talk about uh, <laughs> at some point about found footage movies, and I'll, in, I'll bring you the goods. In my defense, yeah. I was really hoping that Martyrs was going to be a paranormal story, mm -hmm. and at that moment in the house when it suddenly wasn't, and you discovered that it's not paranormal and it's just these weird religious fuckalls, mm -hmm. then. Then I was like, this is not for me anymore. I love the yeah. first half. The f I will watch the first half and then turn it off after that one girl gets shot in the head. And then I'm like, cool, <laughs> black, fade to black, credits, it's done. <laughs> Martyrs, so I'm not going to shit on the movie. I think it's a fucking brilliant piece of filmmaking. But I can't believe that you were like, meh, I'm bored. Like, I just, I you, she is, she's hardcore. She's so hardcore, she doesn't even realize it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, let, let's do a Okay, can we talk about how, like, 10 minutes ago, I said I won't watch Pixar movies because I don't want to cry on purpose. Yeah. I'm not really that hardcore. Uh, I would say, because Yellows will do a watch party and do Serbian film or something like that, and just really... <laughs> it's, no. in my top, it's in my top five films, straight yeah. up. Really? Oh, my... It's, it's so transgressive. It's so over the top. And then it's well acted. The effects are brilliant. I mean, in terms of the actual, the production of the film, it's crazy good. It's crazy good. And I know that's a super hot take. Wow, man. Yeah. That's one film I'm like, that and uh, is it irreversible? Those are two that I'm too scared to watch. Yeah. I, I, I don't have it in me. I know, I know my limits. Would I watch it if we were like, we're fucking doing it? Yeah, because I'm like so easily like, do it and you're cool. I'm very susceptible to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? If we're going to watch a Serbian film, we have to watch it together, like on the couch with, um, with like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and Pizza Goldfish. Like we have to have a snuggle. We have to have I'd, one of our classic snuggles. I don't know if I'd want to look at my friends in the face while watching that movie. I'd just be like, <laughs> you guys, it'd be, it's like watching porn with your grandparents. Like, I'm like, oh, I feel dirty. <laughs> See, I would, I would watch porn with any of you. Not my grandparents, so that's fair. Um, I don't know. I Yeah, I. so I was so excited to try to find some genuine, like, Poughkeepsie link. It is kind of cool that there was a serial killer in Poughkeepsie mm -hmm. who killed 10 prostitutes. The But he didn't videotape anything. And he's the only sort of anything close to real. And I think that was in like 1996. Um, I also think it's interesting when the um, when the festivals turn on a film like this. Because it's like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Now we're too far. Like, fuck you, festivals. Like, I just love that very, like, hypocritical imaginary line in the sand where a film like this gets shelved, and yet so many other things come out, like Saw, that are just so graphic for the sake of being graphic and not for artistic reasons. You know, like, I'm curious to kind of see your guys' take on that. That was one thing I really did like about it, was that it was, I never felt it was gratuitous, where some of the other 
you know, kind of, I guess, the torture porn, the hostels, and the Saw movies. I never felt this was gratuitous. And surprisingly, this movie wasn't, um, I don't want to say it wasn't gory, because there were definitely a couple times when it was like, but like, I, I guess it wasn't as bloody as I expected it to be. Um, it was, it was violent, but, but again, like it was never, I felt like every scene was very purposeful. Like there was never anything that was just, it, there was no fluff to this film. Like I thought it, I thought the pace was done very well. This is, is again, like my, as a love lover, as a lover of found footage movies, the biggest flaw, and, and I think this is collectively, everybody can say this, is when, when it's like one of those, like, well, why is there a camera? Like, please justify why you still have a camera mm -hmm. kind of thing. And this movie took care of it because we were of the perspective. We had the killer's POV, which is something I loved in like Black Christmas, that we have that killer POV. And then we are suddenly putting ourselves in the position of, we're stalking that girl. You know, we are, you know, we're in the car. Right. Like, yeah. Jackie, I dare I say that you would love the some of the thematic elements of Blackheart then because it, it kind of puts you in that exact same position. And it, it's so uncomfortable for me, but I love it so much because it really does like just strike so many interesting thematic, like, like it's just fucked your head up so bad for so long and it, in a good way. Like, you know, right. like, because it's true. Like when, like sometimes when I watch films like this, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, you guys have those existential moments where you're like, no, even like when I was doing Blackheart, I had where I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Because I was leaning so much into the darkness of certain elements of things. And I, I don't know. I, I sometimes like it when those films evoke that feeling in me. I'm curious to see if you guys ever have that. Do you ever have that moment where you're like, what the fuck's the matter with me for liking this as much as I do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because my I love like really gruesome practical effects, and so I watch a lot of movies that have zero plot, like Fred Vogel's Toe Tag Pictures, August Underground, and things like that. Um, wow, you're hard. Are, you know, and and so I just I appreciate the art form of it so much, um, and and because it's hard to do, and and those guys are doing it like and you know, we think of ourselves as, you know, one of our slogans is DIY MFS. And that's, um, so I, I swear a lot, it's do it your motherfucking self. And I love that these guys are out there and they're doing it and they're making these crazy pieces of, of, of obscene art, but it's still art, you know? But yeah, there are a lot of times where I'm like, I'm writing, when I'm writing our live show, I'm like, what is wrong with me? What am I what am I, what, what am I doing? And it makes me think of the audience and go, okay, let's really think about the audience for a second. And then we practice that stuff and I go, oh, I know what I was doing. It's true, man. And I'm, I'm lately fascinated with the correlation between our own, like, just inner demons and inner fights with our own good and evil. And I don't know, maybe it's your, I probably have you to blame for this, Joshua, but I definitely have been like in this sort of existential crisis. And especially because I do consider myself someone who, try so hard to be good in real life and fight all the horrible things in our real world that like it feels good to be dark in other ways like because I fucking get so angry at the world around me and all the travesties happening right in front of us and when you're constantly trying to bring good into bad it feels good to be bad sometimes I don't know if that makes sense Is that, I feel like I'm like rambling but no it, I, I think it totally makes sense I it just it's one of those yeah I, I do it like you know like because we 
we're kind of known as being spooky people, but I think anybody who listens to us talk ever is like, oh, these guys, because I'm like Mr. Love and Light. Like, I really am. Um, <laughs> and then, but then, you know, they meet the things that exist within the circle. And yeah, it's one of the reasons I only appear as myself, because I'm like, I need people to know there's a sane person behind all of this. It's really important for, for all of us. And you know, my team is, and I, I, just, I have to name drop them hard, um, Omar James Todd, my partner, Strange Joy, um, Rachel Zilberg, um, Melody Phillips, or they're, they're uh, Blackjack Flint. They're absolute professionals and have such a huge passion for what we do. But yeah, we're often like... Are we, t- is it, are we doing this right? And so it's always this like, are we doing this right? Is this working? Is this effective? And it, yeah, sometimes there are these conversations after or during the performance where it's it's like, it's all these phone calls, you know? There, a lot goes into what we do and I, without spoiling much there, but yeah, a lot goes into it, but it's always this, it's always an interesting thing to ask people to look inside of themselves. Yeah. You know, so. and. All of your characters, and this is a testament to not only your actors, but I think you as a director as well, like all of your characters were so unique in in how they approached the circle, how they approached everything going on within the experience, and it made their, each character feel so real. Like, I really had a hard time afterwards being like, oh my god, that person's not really that person, like my, because like I, I had so leaned into their portrayal of their character that it, it really spoke to, I think, not only talent but also like the grand vision you guys have yeah i love them thank you uh that's yeah we just want to be like yeah just we want to be punk rock poets doing horror and so we're so glad when someone's just like i get it i get it yeah i uh, you had me a uh, punk rock and poets that's (laughs) um so yeah so i and i also like they never caught the guy right like at the end of the film he's definitely somewhere that part scared me too i was like there's gonna be the del red tapes next i know it like yeah. and because yeah doesn't he frames another guy by stealing a sperm sorry spoiler alert for the people listening and oh, it's yeah. just like bananas <laughs> and it makes me go i i just i would love to talk to the the two the, the brothers that wrote that movie and i believe one of them is the actor who plays ted like i'm pretty sure of it yeah. And, and I, I think like, so uh, my background is in criminal profiling and like I originally, yeah, like that's what I went for. I teach a criminal justice class that does serial killer profiling is the chunk mm-hmm. of it, um, makes it a very popular elective, but <laughs> like I, I had those moments, like some of the moments in the film were very actual. Like I remember sitting in classes and them showing us really horrific footage to Mm -hmm. test us. I remember my first day on the job, I had um, a job working for the Philadelphia district attorney's office as a homicide, like intern. Um, The first thing they did was bring me to one of the most horrific scenes they had that day just to test my, so it is very much like a, you have to be able to do this and you have to know all the ins and outs. And like, I was very critical of like all the talk of serial crime, but they did their homework, man. Everything was spot on. And the fact that the killer was so smart as to know, like, well, I'm going to be organized in this one and disorganized in this one. Mm-hmm. Change my, like it's so, it was such an interesting statement to me because as someone who's been obsessed with serial crime and profiling and like forensic psychology, we are creating monsters, dude. Like these guys are outsmarting us all the time now because oh, yeah. we give them like even my students, like they always joke that they're like, this class should be called how to get away with murder. And I'm always like, no, no, I don't want that. I don't want the world, you know, like, but it's, it's true. It's like we, by giving our knowledge of what these guys are to the world, we're really letting them outsmart us again and again. And I thought that that was an interesting twist too. 
thought it was cool in it. One of my favorite parts of the movie too is that they echo back to, um, I think it's John Douglas talks about it in Mind Hunter that when they're, you know, they want to bring somebody in, they always play, is, is it Lawrence Bittaker's tapes, Toy Box Killer's tapes for the people and that it's horrifying and they, you get that experience in the movie when you're seeing these people in the classroom listening to it and it's like, oh, that's just so close to real life. Yeah. Some of the, some of the, yeah, like, Jackie's right. Some of the acting, especially from the people that are the talking heads, or it's like so-so that the the guy who's like, and that's why you don't let this run your life, you know, and it, it's kind of image-breaking, kind of goofy. But yeah, I, I, I just think that they applied enough of it to the layman that they'd be like, oh, you know, someone who's seen Silence of the Lambs or read the book, you know, they're like, I know a little bit about this, could go into it and go, this is believable enough. And then the footage that runs in those tapes is just so, and you can tell I love that. I mean, if you, yeah, it's real obvious that that movie influenced at least me in a really big way in some of the things we do visually. Yeah, and I love that you mentioned John Douglas. He was like my hero for the, my entire life until I finally wussed out and realized I couldn't stare at dead bodies all day. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely, and ironically now I do it just fictionally. Uh, <laughs> so I still get my fill. But yeah, it, it, it did a good job in that way. I definitely think the scenes, I don't know, man, they were so effective because they were supposed to feel so real. I think when when like Saw always has those breaks of reality for me and like, even stupid fucking Eli Roth movies always have that kind of like moment where you can catch your breath. This move, this film felt just un, unwavering and unrelenting for me. Um, that by the time it was over, I was so glad that it was like, you know, and, and I appreciate that in a horror film. I have to say the scene where Cheryl slit the other chick's throat to me was the one that got me the worst. I, <sighs> really? Yeah. That didn't bother you. <laughs> You're like, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah. Jackie, you are jaded in horror. I'm, I'm really not. I don't really, I'm like, I'm not hardcore at all. I'm not, like, you know, I've never seen Faces of Death. I, I've never, you know, one of those things. What's that? We watched that in college. We watched clips of Faces of Death. I've never sat down and actually watched any of the Faces of Death. I'm really, like, I'm not really into the whole super hardcore thing. I don't know. It's just... Like I said, I think I I think this just it spoiled the the hype spoiled me because right. I'm really I don't want to come off like I'm any sort of like hardcore. Oh, yeah, I'm really I'm really not. <laughs> well, and and that's the beauty of horror as a medium is that there's something for everybody, and it might be you know from horror comedy to the despicable stuff I watch at times, like but there's something in between for everybody, and so and I I just think that's like the greatest thing, and, and that, that's what unifies so many of us as as fans, especially of the medium, you know, because there is going to be something, and then there's going to be a you know like there's something I might like that you might not, might not like, but it's going to add to the discourse of the medium and help it grow, and I think that's just so cool because it's typically horror folks are pretty nice and sharing, and so it's always cool to keep that flow moving. Yeah, for sure. It's so funny that a community built on such dark content is seriously one of the like nicest, awesomest group of human beings I yeah. get to hang out with on a daily basis. Oh yeah, absolutely. And the horror fam has been, they've been very good to me. Very good to me. Same here. Same yeah. here. Um, so, okay. So tell us what's, what's in the future for Blackheart? Where are we going to get our fill and, and when? <laughs> well, where we're at, we're locked down for quite a while still. Um, and Same. so, <laughs> yeah, because it's just, yeah, we're just, we're in a, we're in a weird area um, for it. And we're, that part's uncertain. Um, I'm so happy running the remote shows. Um, I love them. Our team just loves it. We love writing. Um, 
we love writing that stuff and it's been it's just always so much fun I can't wait to get to the live shows when it's time to do that and um we have the time to be able to actually be in groups of more than x people and we can practice it all because safety is such a big thing but for now it's it's going to be the remote shows are going to keep going we're going to keep developing our story um the story from our remote shows feeds directly into the live shows so i mean if that tells you anything about what what, what goes down here um so um where you, where are you located that you're doing their, your live shows we're located in Lansing, Michigan, which is the capital, um, maybe yeah. an hour from the Ohio border. Okay. Okay. That's doable. Yeah. yeah. So we're just, yeah, we're going to keep plugging away at it though, because we're just having so much fun. We really are. You know, it's, and especially right now, it, it feels good to do these shows when people have the time and we can be a little extra. We can just be a little extra with them. It is awesome to have the time to really like, I swear I was like on our discord thread constantly like I was like and I, it's just like I wanted more like I wanted to hang out with like the, the experience it, it was oh, man. like say it was impressive how often you guys were always available to the participants <laughs> it is typically seven 20 hour days for for us and alternating out but usually I mean yeah, it, it, but it's worth it. It's worth it every single time. And then we sleep for a long time and eat so many chicken nuggets, you know, and <laughs> just love each other. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Um, I know it's so hard even looking to our, like we've canceled all of our in-person events through, and now I'm like looking at October and I'm like, I'm not even confident those events are happening. You know, like it's such mm. a weird time to be trying to plan any sort of experiences, especially with the fall coming up. It's kind of, it's been, it's been tough. It's, it's definitely taken its toll on our company. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so hopefully things will turn around. You know, I, I wouldn't necessarily count Halloween out, but it just might be the way we, the way we experience Halloween. And we're seeing that so much right now with, I mean, cause I don't know how many remotes are going on right now and it is bending reality. Uh, and Jackie's going to sign up for Blackheart. <laughs> If I have my way, she's going to put herself. No, I will. I said, I said in the spirit of, it's not, it's something I've never done. I have no idea what to expect. Marissa's going to have to hold my hand. And like I said, in the spirit of, of the horror family. Sure. Why the fuck not? Awesome. Meet some new people and make some new friends. Yeah. I did. I made friends on my little, and, and also like some of the alumni are our friends too. Cause like Taryn and Chris did it the first round, like a bunch of other people we know. So it's a very small community. So now, how how do we go about it for for anybody listening that would I mean is it just a matter of going on Instagram and following the page? Do we have to directly message you that we would like to be you know in the running for it? Um, we do um, hand select our audiences. Um, okay, and and that mainly comes down to the fact that our experience is not for everyone, and we do not want to bring we would not want to bring anyone in who this is not for them. And so mm -hmm. there's a lot of discussion about it. So the best step is, you know, go to our Instagram, black.heart.collective. There's a, a link in our bio to submit your email for our mailing list. And in the next several weeks, we'll be starting to contact people and getting invitations out and setting some dates for it. Um, and I, I, I I can't, I personally, I, I can't wait to meet all the new people. I just, yeah, we're all really excited to, to meet you always. Sounds awesome. Yeah. So dude, thank you so much for taking the time to talk. Oh, thank you guys. And so much fun. Hopefully you enjoyed um, 
your experience with us. I, I thank you for making me watch Poughkeepsie tapes. I was a little scared of it. So <laughs> I'm going to watch Megan is Missing. I'm just throwing it out there. Like, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Slide into my DMs, Marissa, when you need to talk. Yeah. so about nine ten o'clock i'll probably be crying yeah i was gonna say so i'm like yeah so when i get woken up at three in the morning because this one can't sleep and now has a stomach ache because she's so wrought with anxiety but no you go ahead and you watch megan is missing you go ahead <laughs> you don't know my life i do i fucking do know your life I know your life better than pretty much anybody with the exception of your husband so even that's debatable <laughs> As my hetero life mate, you're right. You did. Gotcha. No. <laughs> oh man, I'm doing it. I'll occur. Um, All right. Okay. Serbian film. I I would literally wind up in a ball in a corner. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah. No. Like I said, I have been on a found footage journey, and I'm so happy that I'm moving beyond just watching Blair Witch and Paranormal Activity for the umpteenth time. So, you know, like I said on on our last episode, I, I'm you know I've been talking to people about my I've been just diving into them. People have been giving me recommendations left and right. And, you know, I, so I'm happy to have seen the Poughkeepsie tapes. I've seen it. I, I can check it off the list. I can talk about it. You know. Joshua, give us like your top three found footage of all time. Or like he should watch that she probably hasn't. Um, no Roy the Curse, uh, the Japanese film, is okay. a particularly good one. It's a little goofy, but it's pretty good. Um, home movies, if you can find it, that one's kind of out of print and is an uh, interesting tale about some possessed children. Ooh, I like ghosty stuff. And, and Nora the Curse is paranormal as well. Yeah. So make sure you check that one out. Mm -hmm. And gosh, I mean, it's probably, if you haven't seen the entire VHS trilogy, you should. Otherwise, if you're feeling really transgressive, um, yeah, check out August Underground. Okay. Not for the faint of heart at all but some very lovely special effects uh, yeah pra any any practical effects i you know i go i go nuts over stuff like that so a, a little bit slutty for practical effects yeah, so, yeah. absolutely mm -hmm. oh yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> i'm a little bit slutty for practical effects that should be another t-shirt i'm a little bit slutty for practical effects oh my gosh yeah take my money there we go yeah. <laughs> Um, no, that's awesome. I'm, I have, I obviously have work, homework. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll probably get it like 10 minutes in and get scared. Yeah. Again, Joshua, thank you so much for, for having us, for being with us really. Oh. Make sure if you're listening and you're interested, check out Black Heart Collective and all of the social media and definitely take part in the next immersive online experience because it is really cool. And it's a good way to kind of distract yourself and have some good horror fun while you're in quarantine. Jackie. All right, guys. So we hope you have enjoyed uh, our discussion about the Black Heart Collective and the Poughkeepsie tapes. Um, find us on social media. Find us on your favorite podcast app. Do that thing. Like it, love it, comment. Please talk to us. We'll talk to you. And stay safe, stay healthy, stay sane. And we will see you guys next time. Why are you all of a sudden like Mr. Rogers at the end of the Because it's great, because it's nuts. It's people <laughs> are we are we douchebags a little bit nope. go out and cough in somebody's mouth bye fuckers <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was cute you were like after being like nothing gets me man like fuck hard like i didn't even blink and then you're like everyone stay well wear your masks six feet everyone be safe be well
Sorry. No, I'm keeping cough in somebody's mouth. <laughs> Walk up to a stranger and lick them. Boom. Oh my gosh. Oh. Um, all right. Sorry, Jackie. Go ahead. Be well. Be safe. No, it's over. Go find a stranger and put their fingers in your mouth. <laughs> bye bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.